Today's gospel lesson comes from Luke, the 8th chapter, verses 26 through 39, and it reads, Then they arrived at the country of Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tomb. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding. And the demons begged Jesus to let them enter thee. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it, seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. You know, every time I read this particular passage of scripture, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It is like watching a scary movie unfold right before our eyes. Without a doubt, I believe in God. But I also try to avoid things that intentionally scare me. I do not care to watch scary movies often. And if you are guessing if I am the right person to perform an exorcism, let me be the first to admit God is still working on me in this ministerial area. This is not to say that my faith is not strong. Rather, I decided to embrace the scripture that stated, submit yourself to God. Resist the enemy and the enemy will flee. 
I believe where Jesus exists, demons cannot coexist. And we can see this reality in this Lucan text. As you can gauge from the reading of this biblical text and the title of the sermon, even demons know Jesus. They even know the presence of Jesus always changes things one way or another. In this text, my friends, we found a man filled with demons approaching Jesus as soon as they arrive in Gerasene. In my imagination, I pictured this demon-possessed man having the resemblance of a zombie from the movie Zombieland or a zombie from a Michael Jackson thriller video. The Lucan text said this man lived among the tombs, and according to one Bible commentary, the people of the text tried to secure him for his own protection, but the chains could not hold him. In other words, the demons were too strong to be contained by this one man. As the text further unfolded, we could observe the man falling at the feet of Jesus, begging Jesus not to torment him. Now take note of these few facts, my friends. First, according to the very words of this text in Greek, Latin, and English, Jesus did not utter a word or made any gestures To make this demon-possessed man beg for mercy, he did it on his own. Secondly, after this man's request, Jesus simply asked the demons their name where they said legion, which meant this man had many different demons. Third, the actions were not that of a mere human being made of flesh and blood, rather The actions, as observed in this text, were those of the demons within that man. And of course, we observe how Jesus permitted the demons to leave the man where they fled into a sonder of swine who then drowned themselves in a nearby lake. Whew, that's a lot for one story, right? And unfortunately, my friends, I do not have enough time to unpack all the working dynamics of this biblical story in this sermon. However, as scary and disheartening as it may sound for some people, there are some hopeful faith nuggets that we can glean from this text. Clearly, from the context of this text, We do not know why this man was demon-possessed. But we do know that his life behavior was not like the others living in the city of Gerasene. And yes, we can safely assume that he was considered a societal outcast, rightfully so. However... Let me throw a roadblock on our judgmental issue. All of us have issues whether we want to admit them or not. 
The enemy is enmity to the people of God, and we as believers are prime suspects of evil. I do believe evil and demon, demons exist in various forms all around us, waiting to disturb our peace and control our lives. Also, I recognize that demons are not flesh and blood where scripture states, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Yet, As believers, I do not think it is strange that we often find ourselves contending or wrestling with eternal demons that seek to kill, steal, and destroy us in various ways. Perhaps your demons exist because of an addiction that you are afraid to acknowledge. Perhaps your demons exist because of bitterness that you are harboring against a family member, friend, or neighbor over something that is trivial or something that happened years ago. Perhaps your demons exist because you are afraid to admit that this eternal enemy is consuming your peace of mind, which is not the same as having a mental illness. Perhaps your demons keep resurfacing because you refuse to remove yourself from toxic environments where God is pushed out for more reasons than one. Or perhaps, as stated earlier, you are suspect because you are a believer of Jesus Christ. I agree with Bruce L. Edwards, a scholar on the works of C.S. Lewis, where he states, perhaps the most enduring lessons to be learned is that diabolical lies can be resisted and refuted by steadfastly holding on to the truth of who God is and who we are in him and by knowledgeable and vigilantly opposing the devil's scheme through prayer, scripture, worship, and most of all, the company we keep. Yes, my friends, this is a hard message to hear, but don't fret. There is hope. And we can conquer these issues with the help of the Spirit. Indeed, I believe there are demons that linger around in the invisible world waiting for the perfect moment to come in and take control of our lives. But our Lord Jesus Christ is bigger and his presence in in name is a mighty fortress. I agree with Rance Allen where he said, there is something about the name of Jesus. Demons must obey the presence and name of Jesus. Demons must tremble at the truth and the power of Jesus Christ. Without a doubt, the trick 
of the enemy is to take our minds, our hearts, and our soul connection to God. Therefore, my friends, I encourage you as I encourage myself. Let us start proclaiming the authority of Jesus over our life situations. Let us start speaking the name of Jesus over our families, churches, communities, schools, neighbors, and everything that needs deliverance. Let us start trusting God to lead us to the right places and the right people at the right time to help us confront our life issues that tend to rob us of our peace, productivity, wholeness, and our victory. My friends, the time is always right to invite Jesus into our lives, including our life situations. There is nothing too hard for God. In closing, if the demons in this Lucan text had enough sense to fear Jesus and ask for mercy, then it should not be too hard for us as human beings to speak to the demons in our lives in the name of Jesus and ask the Lord for mercy. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. And I leave us with these questions to ponder. Will you respond to Jesus by committing yourself to his will, way, protection this day? Even demons know Jesus. Do you? Let us pray. Merciful and gracious God, we acknowledge your presence, which reminds us that we are never alone. You are with us. We confess that we do not always do what you require of us according to your word. Forgive us, we pray. Restore us us into the joy of your salvation. And likewise, Lord, we thank you for being our mighty fortress and for hearing our prayers. We pray for those that are experiencing hard times, including those that are grieving. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Northern California who experienced an earthquake on last night. We pray for our families, for our neighbors, for our communities and churches everywhere. We pray for Reverend Williams as she start a new journey at her new church on this Wednesday. We pray for Will Malambri as he begin a new journey in Merle's Inlet. And likewise, we pray for our incoming senior pastor, Thomas Smith, who will continue to lead us forward in the greatness of this church. Lastly, we pray for strength and courage to face our biggest fears with your help. Thank you for calling us to be and become more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.